Hare Krishna. Today we'll be reading from Srimad Bhagavatam, Canto 4, Chapter 25. Our focus will be on text number 41. Chapter 25 of the fourth canto of Srimad Bhagavatam is titled as The Characteristics of King Puranjan. Text 41 goes as follows. Kanama viravikyatam Kanama viravikyatam Vadanyam priyadarshanam Vadanyam priyadarshanam Navrinita priyam praptam Navrinita priyam praptam Madrishitvadrisham patim Madrishitvadrisham patim Kanama viravikyatam Vadanyam priyadarshanam Navrinita priyam praptam Madrishitvadrisham patim Kanama viravikyatam Vadanyam priyadarshanam Navrinita priyam praptam Madrishitvadrisham patim Ka Hu Nama Indeed Veera My dear hero Vikhyatam Famous Vadanyam Magnanimous Priyadarshanam Beautiful Na Not Vrinita Would accept Priyam Easily Praptam Gotten Madrishi Like me Tvadrisham Like you Patim Husband Translation Oh my dear hero Who in this world Will not accept A husband Like you You are so famous So magnanimous So beautiful And so easily gotten Purport Every husband Is certainly a great hero To his wife In other words If a woman loves a man That man appears very beautiful And magnanimous Unless one becomes beautiful In the eyes of another One cannot dedicate His whole life to another The husband is considered Very magnanimous Because he gives as many children To the wife as she likes Every woman is fond of children Therefore any husband Who can please his wife By sex and give her children 
is considered very magnanimous. Not only does the husband become magnanimous by begetting children, but by giving his wife ornaments, nice food and dresses, he keeps her completely under submission. Such a satisfied wife will never give up the company of her husband. Manu Samita recommends that to keep a wife satisfied, a husband should give her some ornaments. Because women are generally fond of home, ornaments, dresses, children, etc. In this way, the woman is the center of all material enjoyment. In this regard, the word Vikhyatam is very significant. A man is always famous for his aggression toward a beautiful woman and such aggression is sometimes considered rape. Although rape is not legally allowed, it is a fact that a woman likes a man who is very expert at rape. Om Ajnanati Mirandhasya Jnananjana Shalakaya Chakshurunmilitam Yena Tasmai Sri Gurave Namaha Sri Chaitanya Manobhishtam Sthapitam Yena Bhutale Swayam Rupa Kadamahyam Dadati Svapadantikam Mukham Karoti Vachalam Pangum Langhayate Girim Yatkirpatam Mahamande Sri Guru Dinatarinam Vanchakal Patarubhyascha Kripasindhu Bhyayevacha Patitanam Pavanebhyo Vaishnavebhyo Namo Namaha Jai Sri Krishna Chaitanya Prabhu Nityananda Sri Advaita Gadadhar Sri Vasadi Gaurabhakta Vrinda Hare Krishna Hare Krishna 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 Hare 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 Rama Hare Rama 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 Hare Hare Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Om Namo Bhagavate Vasudevaya Narayanam Namaskritya Narancaivanarotamam Daivim Saraswatim Vyasam Tatho Jayamudhiraye Nashtaprayeshu Abhadreshu Nityam Bhagavata Sevaya Bhagavati Uttama Shloke Bhaktir Bhavatir Naishtiki Krishnaya Vasudevaya Devaki Nandanayacha Nanda Gopakumaraya Oh my dear hero, who in this world will not accept a husband like you? You are so famous, so magnanimous, so beautiful and so easily gotten. So, in this section which is titled as the characteristics of King Puranjan, Naranguni is giving an allegory to uh, King Prachinabharhi to explain to him how Grihamedi life 
is very dangerous for spiritual progress and self realization in that context in this allegory he uses a story where puranjana is the name of the man which actually represents the consciousness of uh, prachin bari very attached to uh, home and hearth to wife home children wealth and it is said that this puranjan who is the soul who desires to enjoy he is uh, getting into a city the city is set up for sense gratification very opulent city and then as he is wandering about the city he comes across a woman who is very uh, whose bodily features uh, are naturally very attractive for a man who desires to enjoy the opposite sex so he meets uh, this woman and this woman also um, is very encouraging of uh, puranjan to come and unite with her so that together they can enjoy the material body so there is a conversation that is happening between puranjan and this lady this woman as a part of that conversation the woman when she sees uh, uh, puranjan one of the sentences she says is oh my dear hero who in this world will not accept a husband like you you are so famous so magnanimous so beautiful and so easily gotten so prabhupada gives a very uh, uh, interesting pop out here um prabhupada mentions about the need for uh, every woman to be loved and cared for and protected by her husband and a lady usually uh, even when i you know when years back his holiness devamrit maharaj has asked had asked all grihasthas to read this book men are from mars and women are from venus so very interesting book and obviously you know when, when that book coupled with you know whatever uh, little experience that i have in my own grihastha uh, ashram usually um, women look at a man more from a point of view of uh, chivalry protection and men more look like look at women and 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 women look at a man who is more stable in life okay for their life partner but men are very easily uh, attracted to the out, outward features i'm talking about not about devotee men and devotee women i'm talking about population in general women go more for uh, stability and you know how how protecting that person can be whereas men go more for looks and when women uh, and and typically when prabhupada is talking in this purport about conditioned men and conditioned women prabhupada says that con- a conditioned woman uh, obviously uh, though she is a woman she is still conditioned okay and a man though he is a man he is still conditioned so the nature of conditioning is the propensity to enjoy each other um there is a famous verse pumsastriya mithuni bhava metam tarur mitho hrudaya grantim ahur ato griha sutapta vittay janasya mohoyam aham mameti this says that the essential essence of this particular verse is that sex life the attraction between man and woman gives results to all kinds of activities in this material world and if you if we see uh, grihastashram grihastashram gradually for a grihamedi for a householder who is not a devotee it gradually sucks the uh, soul into working very very hard to maintain one's uh, family so 
it is and, and and at the outset in shrimad bhagavatam in canto 2 chapter 1 itself it is outlined the difference between grihastha and grihamedi life it is often uh, in one one of the lectures that i heard the the speaker very nicely explained that brahmachari ashram is the fast track towards krishna consciousness krishna is standing let's say from melbourne to sydney krishna is standing in sydney which is golokundavan let's say melbourne is the material world okay just for example and one is trying to travel to sydney but some people cannot travel in one shot to sydney some people have to take exits they have to have you know uh, lunch break tea break you know, cold drinks rest check in to a motel again start driving right so grihastashram is like that grihastashram is an exit which is allowed for people who cannot uh, uh, quickly progress uh, towards uh, self realization directly on the on the on the single way to sydney and most of the population is like that today in kaliyu that most of the souls cannot uh, remain you know, in the brahmachari ashram and uh, go back to godhead it is very few fortunate souls who can go back like that now when a grihastha takes a detour when he takes the exit on the freeway then it is cautioned that the exit has got many allurements in the exit there will be a you know what is that mcdonalds and uh, you know uh, there will be some nice restaurants which will offer nice food there will be a motel which will offer an air conditioned uh, facilities you know nice bed for enjoyment rest so what happens it is quite possible and and then there will be a shopping center also you know there will be a shopping mall also you know in the exit so when when a grihastha exits when a, when a driver exits uh, takes that exit then it is quite possible they will say that okay this is not a bad place at all why go to sydney in the first place you no know? we have got everything for our enjoyment here itself so it's not a bad place so there is a peril that besotted with that enjoyment uh, a, a grihamedi will uh, come forget to come back into the uh, normal path the journey which started with the quest of self realization is now caught in how to uh, be very happy in the exit that we have taken and how to work very hard to continue affording that food and uh, those facilities which the exit provides so prabhupada is uh, cautioning us through this purport he is cautioning both men as well as women this verse at the outset may sound a little bit controversial i was checking with uh, manmohan prabhu and goparnesh prabhu are there any new people in this temple today sitting because obviously nobody would like to you know no uh, usually a woman would not like to hear this what prabhupada is writing that uh, although rape is not legally allowed it's a fa- fact that woman likes a man who is very expert at rape at the outset this can seem extremely controversial okay and someone can just leave the temple and go right but obviously you know all of us have immense faith in the in the panchama purushartha aspect of shrimad bhagavatam shrimad bhagavatam will never mention something which is incorrect or, or adharmic neither will a realized soul like shila prabhupada would ever make a sentence which is uh, discriminating between man and woman so we have to understand the real meaning of why you know uh, prabhupada you know used this word here and i am very thankful to his great goparandesh prabhu for helping me understand this so prabhuji showed me the old english definition of rape it is mentioned that prabhupada is it's mentioned in the definition itself that rape is used as a word for abduction okay so therefore when when you substitute that word here and now look at this it makes lo- there's lot of sense in it because we see that in even in the mahabharat we see 
that and, and even in krishna krishna's leela we see that you know women of those uh, age they liked to choose their husband in a swayamvar and they want their husband to be chivalrous a person who can really control them okay not that uh, they don't want to marry a person who is cowardly in nature such as the woman has to fend for herself throughout her life for her defense so they want a man who is powerful in that sense powerful enough that he will fight with the kshatriya varas and then has the power to abduct and and win them so the if you see the charitra of rukmini if you see you know uh, uh, shubhadra both of them are very good examples of people who liked to be abducted obviously a woman lo- would also look for a man of uh, um, uh, proper character who will abduct them it's not that a woman you know wants a demon to abduct them it's not like that but a woman uh, generally wants a husband who uh, is is powerful and you know if a person who has the ability to abduct will also have the ability to protect them against other predators okay so in that sense prabhupad is mentioning here that woman likes a man who is generally very aggressive by nature in the context of protection so nevertheless here there are many other interesting points that uh, prabhupad mentions about a um, husband hmm, and what makes a wife like a husband so i was uh, taking some notes from grihastha manual in that context to see what uh, you know uh, some of the saintly personalities have to say hmm, uh, uh, about what is the duty of a ideal husband how should a husband conduct himself especially a devotee husband So, so there are some nine points that attracted my attention so i will just um, share those nine points with you it is mentioned that a good husband number 1 is one who appreciates his wife and who shows gratitude to his wife appreciation and gratitude okay now appreciation towards the wife the greatest appreciation and gratitude any devotee husband can show to his wife is because the wife is a devotee sometimes for example even in our congregation uh, sometimes uh, people who are uh, people want have uh, develop a desire okay saying that okay now i want to embrace grihastha so the first thing what uh, devotee looks for is okay is the wife is the is, is my prospective uh, the prospective girl is she a devotee that's what he, lo- he looks for and but what happens is in the, the initial enthusiasm yes they feel very safe that okay this woman will not take me away from my krishna consciousness and make me you know drag drag me into material life again but after marriage sometimes you know because familiarity breeds contempt it is very easy for the husband to forget how fortunate he is that he has got such a wife who is very serious in krishna consciousness so so here we are getting reminded that there is that we need to develop the attitude of appreciation as well as gratitude towards our wife for because the wife protects the husband's krishna consciousness many times okay i am i am uh, i can say with uh, full confidence that without my wife yamuna uh, lila i wouldn't uh, have been able to practice krishna consciousness okay so whatever i i can say that i have practiced in fact yes in our story was such that you know she came later to krishna consciousness i was the first one in the family to uh, to become devotee and initial days you know it was me who was uh, uh, trying to cultivate her bring her in krishna consciousness but once she took to it i can confidently say that she has been my inspiration in, in uh, krishna consciousness so 
it is she who has helped me uh, a great deal overcome my anarthas and protect me from my so if we if we are somehow able to develop this attitude of gratitude you know, for our spouses you know and considered ourselves very fortunate then then we will we have a greater chance that we will have a, a successful grihasthashram second is not neglecting demeaning or casting ill remarks on our wives it is mentioned here that great vaishnavas are caring and protective husbands it is a duty of a husband to be protective of his wife protective of wife doesn't mean that not to correct the wife when she is doing something wrong protective of the wife means that husband it is mentioned in the kardama muni section that a husband should be tejiyam so tejiyam means the husband should be the spiritual leader in the house so in this in that sense the husband must set the standards of devotional service in the house and a wife will follow a husband should also so so while the husband keeps providing to the wife the husband also keeps uh, talking to the wife about the uh, need for self realization because it is quite possible that uh, one may not get a devotee wife okay so in that sense the duty of the husband is not just to get dragged into the wife you know whatever uh, desires the wife is wanting the husband to fulfill but initially when the husband starts fulfilling those desires but gradually we have to play the kabaddi game of bringing the wife gradually back into krishna consciousness so it is a duty of a husband to uh, but but not to cast demeaning or uh, ill remarks on the wife it, it may happen sometimes that the the wife may not be as interested in krishna consciousness as the husband but the husband should never think that he is so advanced that he can go and then uh, you know uh, talk about her uh, disinterest in krishna consciousness in public or demean her saying that prabhu ji you know how advanced i am but he is not interested at all you know so no this is not a matter for public discussion it has to be handled there is there is a congregation there are devotees you know we have uh, lot of uh, we have a very strong congregation of lot of experienced grihasthas so we have prabodas prabhu we have uh, bhakta prabhu we have anirudh prabhu all of them are success stories in marriage right hmm? so if you see actually australian culture where divorce is rates are highly prevalent if you see the kind of grihasthas that we have the opportunity to look up to we can learn so many things from their lives hmm? so there is lot of opportunity to take advice you know, for grihasthas who are struggling in their grihasthas despite husband and wife being devotees many times okay the third point was that the husband takes bottom line for the wife's being and protection in all cases so the husband should not depend on the wife's income that is not a very good grihasthashram uh, the husband should take bottom line for bringing income to the house incidentally it happens in you know that sometimes you know we live in certain countries or we are in certain situations where you know uh, the wife is a uh, um, uh, wife has to do a job but that cannot be a permanent feature it cannot be that the husband is not working whereas the wife is only you no know, husband leaves the wife to to the job of making money and just simply you know sits and eats whatever the wife is earning so that is not uh, uh, that, that's not a correct uh, duty of husband so then fourth point is stage and some which i mentioned the, the train the wife the husband has to train the wife nicely in krishna consciousness and if the child is there it is mentioned that it is the husband's responsibility to see that the whole family escapes the cycle of birth disease old age and death the husband must provide also wife uh, basic necessities food clothes house it is said that husband should also provide ornaments to the wife and other necessities in reasonable quantity 
that is also mentioned <laughs> okay it is mentioned that in in uh, grahastha life the husband must cultivate the quality of humility tolerance and understanding hmm? now whether it is grahastha ashram or whether it is not grahastha ashram these are generic points but all the more important humility tolerance and understanding they are important attributes in a husband performing his duties successfully hmm? at the same time it is mentioned that because the husband is doing a good job you know at maintaining the family hmm, and even cultivating wife and krishna consciousness the husband should not become proud hmm, that he is the one who is providing for the family <laughs> he is the spiritual leader in the house so that pride also should not enter hmm? because when pride enters there is a chance that one becomes dictatorial or autocratic in one's approach hmm? so the husband has to protect the wife physically emotionally as well as spiritually that is the dharma of a husband the husband has to be especially kind considerate and loving when the wife is pregnant especially kind extra special care has to be taken and husband must ensure to husband must go all out to ensure that the wife has an opportunity to hear shrimad bhagavatam and perform devotional service to the best extent that her health permits so husband must cooperate in that regard finally it is mentioned that consider to be considerate compassionate and helpful when his wife gives birth to a child and has to pass through the difficult phase of motherhood this is after delivery when she is going through motherhood it can disturb her physical and mental state and also her devotional service so these are some of the points that uh, go towards uh, you know uh, contributing to being a good husband so prabhupada is also you know uh, mentioning a lot of points in this uh, purport and also the ladies are cautioned that do not uh, you know do not uh, uh, not to harass the husband for more than what are the basic necessities of life because then it is quite possible that the husband has you know in his uh, uh, in his uh, uh, over endeavor to fulfill those necessities may leave krishna consciousness and neither the wife will benefit nor the husband will benefit nor the children nor the family will benefit by that so this is some important uh, points from this book today is there are many uh, today is a very special day because there are so many things that are uh, very significant in today's uh, day for example today day is the marks the krishna rasa yatra today's day where lord krishna enjoyed the rasa leela with the gopis and then and vice versa today also marks tulsi shaladram vivaha the marriage of tulsi and lord krishna today also marks the appearance of one of the greatest acharyas on the planet shri nimbarkacharya and today also marks the end of bhishma panchaka the end of damodar month and the end of kartik month so there are so it's a very special day in one sense so we will spend uh, invest some time in uh, discussing the glories of each of these uh, 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 festivals or uh, events spiritual events i'll start with uh, krishna rasa yatra it is mentioned that this is the second full moon night of kartik which is today and it marks a glorious end to the damodar month to the damodar festival it is mentioned that the ras leela krishna does lord krishna does two uh, ras leelas and this is the second one that he does today and also this is the last transcendental pastime that lord krishna does in the month of kartik 
so many pastimes we have seen damodar lila govardhan lila so many are there this is the last pastime so the earlier uh, uh, rasa dance was it was done closer to vasant panchami which is the holy time in india h o l i n c the festival of colors closer to holy that happens okay and this is the second rasli that lord krishna does it is also mentioned that while the first ratha first raslila is celebrated more in vrindavan the second raslila is celebrated more in bengal i i don't know the reason why it is as such okay but uh, maybe after the class if anyone knows they can guide me on that it is mentioned that on this day of krishna rasa yatra ra, uh, their uh, deities uh, of radha and krishna they are worshiped with many flowers and they are placed in a rasa mandap surrounded by gopis that is the way they are worshiped and lot of pots of kheer are prepared to serve the deities i'm not sure whether today do we have kheer preparation so it is mentioned that you know this is the one way which we can serve the deities now rasa leela is, um, is 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 so very important uh, uh, in gaudiya vaishnavism because out of all the rasas it is mentioned that the madhurya ras is the highest and in madhurya ras out of uh, swaki and parakya uh, ras in union and ras in separation it is considered that ras in separation is the highest vipralamba seva serving the lord in separation is the highest so that marks the mood of gaudiya vaishnavism so so because the raslila has got a aspect of some union but also the uh, separation from the lord therefore this uh, uh, event become very important to discuss for all of us so some of the key lessons that we learn in raslila uh, from raslila so raslila begins when lord krishna goes below the, goes under the kadamba tree standing and he starting to play the uh, flute under the full moon night so it is said that mother nature you know uh, creates a very conducive environment because mother nature is the servant of prakriti works under the lord's instruction hmm? so yogamaya also uh, uh, as krishna's internal uh, energy she also arranges the whole uh, atmosphere of the raslila in such a way that it is very conducive for lord krishna uh, doing his conjugal pastimes with the gopis so it is mentioned that as soon as lord krishna played his uh, flute Hmm? the sound was so mellifluous that all the gopis whatever duties they were doing somewhere you know preparing uh, uh, a dinner or somewhere preparing food for their uh, family someone was feeding their child hmm? someone was cleaning the house some gopis were dressing up okay so it is said that immediately they dropped all those activities and they rushed towards krishna hmm? so the uh, uh, meaning of this is that there is no important activity there is no more higher important activity for a soul than to be in the service of the lord so no activity in this world can have hold a higher position than that of uh, accepting the call of duty which comes from the lord at the same time in the same uh, in krishna book prabhupada also elaborates that it does not um, mean necessarily that you know people should leave their uh, you know uh, household duties and then uh, in the name of krishna consciousness so we have to be very careful so uh, to understand this purport carefully 
so a, a, a devotee uh, woman uh, balances her uh, household duties as well as her um, um, uh, services hmm, at the, uh, to the deities in the sense that the household duties of a devotee lady are also considered part of bhakti okay so so it, so it, this in one sense uh, uh, a lady should not be fanatic that i don't need to cook in the house i don't need to take care of family because i'm going for mangalarti or i'm you know um, i'm doing deity worship so uh, uh, it is said that a devotee lady considers home the activities of home also as bhakti the activities of temple also as bhakti so um uh, the gopis are leaving everything and then rushing to meet their lord it is said that of course some of the uh, uh, gopis uh, were stopped and they could not go to meet lord krishna it is said they got the same benefit in fact uh, no one could say they got even higher benefit because the purification that they had in the fire of separation from uh, krishna was so high that it burnt away even vestiges of anarthas that they might have had so uh, prabhupada is mentioning here that uh, the fire of separation when we chant in the mood of separation from the lord hare krishna hare krishna 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 hare 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 ram hare ram 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 hare hare tears must come to our eyes in our separation from the lord we must feel utterly helpless when we are chanting and rely on the mercy of the lord and when we do that when we develop that mood of helplessness in devotional uh, service yet maintain sincerely sincerely keep calling out the holy name then we get the mercy of the lord and in the fire of that separation all our anarthas like lust anger envy greed pride they are burnt away so that is another lesson that we get from rishila prabhupada's purports in those sections in through krishna book lord krishna also when the gopis come in front of lord krishna eventually having dropped everything what is lord krishna telling them why have you come here go back to your house and lord krishna gives them the the gopis a lecture on household duties right on uh, the dharma of a lady in the house of a grahani so uh, krishna is giving that so it is also mentioned here that lord krishna is actually not talking to the gopis by in explaining to the gopis he is explaining to all of us in this world so uh, and and then another reason that is given is that he is explaining this to the gopis so that ladies do not develop sahajiya bhav towards lord krishna and prematurely imitate the spontaneous affection that the gopis had for lord krishna these these are two lessons that come there then what happens even after despite lord krishna's best attempts to convince the gopis the gopis are refusing to return so they say that where will we return without you we understand that we have you know our families etc but everything for us is meaningless if you are not there for example everything all zeros becomes meaningful in the bank if there is a one ahead of it right otherwise all, everything is meaningless shunya itam jagat sarvam govinda virayanam so they say that the whole world is meaningless uh, for us and they also uh, counter krishna with his own argument lord krishna says in bhagavad gita bhoktaram yagya tapasham do say that you have said that you are the supreme enjoyer right so now we are meant for your enjoyment so we are following whatever you said in bhagavad gita so like that they are putting counter arguments to lord krishna 
So, and then finally, obviously, you know, Lord Krishna loses that argument with the gopis and or Lord Krishna also understands the mood of the gopis, that they are not trying to escape their familiar duties, rather they have come here because of their spontaneous attraction and love for me. So, Srila Prabhupada in this context comments on material lust versus spiritual love. Prabhupada says, material lust is binding in nature and spiritual love is transcendental and liberating in its nature. Why else? Will Paramahamsas, who are the highest celibates that mankind will ever know, why else will they be celibate but still relish the Raslila pastimes of the Lord? So they have to be transcendental in their nature. It is also mentioned in that section the word Yoga Mayam Upashritaha. So this is not, this Raslila should not be considered as a belonging to the external energy or the Mahamaya of the Lord. Rather, it belongs to the Yogamaya feature of the Lord. Yogamaya Mupashritaha. In Chaitanya Charitamrit, Prabhupada also mentions, takes his opportunity to say, just like gold and iron are different. Both of them are metals, but still both of them are very different in their being precious. So, one must not uh, uh, compare the Raslila to mundane sexual activity of this world. And Prabhupada reminds us that most gopis are eternal companions of the Lord. Ananda Chinmaya Rasa Pratibhavitaadhi. So we know from Brahma Samhita. So they are eternal companions of the Lord. So the Lord is enjoying with his own internal energy. So Lord Krishna in this uh, in this exchange of words between uh, word of uh, exchange of loving words between Lord Krishna and the gopis. Lord Krishna is defeated by the loving determination of the gopis. So he finally he embraces the gopis and then he commences the rasa dance. However, and Lord Krishna what he does, he expands himself such that every gopi believes that Lord Krishna is dancing only with me. So when he does that, when, when the gopis get a feeling that Lord Krishna is dancing with me only, at some point in time they get some sense of pride. Saying that, okay, I am very special to the Lord, whereas other gopis have not got this mercy what I got. So immediately Lord Krishna disappears from their vision. So through this Rasalila pastime, Lord is also telling us that though we may be doing very high services or very intimate services for the Lord, at no point in time we should become proud just because we have got the privilege of doing certain services which other people do not have the privilege to do so. Every service towards Lord Krishna is divine. Hmm? No service is less or higher. Hmm? In fact, some services where we are not even coming in front of the Lord, which we are doing in some corner where nobody is seeing, will be so glorious that yes, we are not seeing Krishna, but Lord Krishna is so inspired to come and see us. So therefore, we are cautioned to understand this principle and keep this at the back of our mind, so that we are always responsible in our dealings and in the way that we perceive different services. So, that was about Krishna Rasayatra. The second is Tulsi Salagram Vivaha. So, it is mentioned that Tulsi's former birth was, she was known as Vrinda. And she was the daughter of a giant whose name was Nini. More importantly, she was the wife of a demon whose name was Jalandhar. Hmm? Jalandhar means Jal ke andar. <laughs> so this Jalandhar, Jal is water. Hmm? So this Jalandhar was resident of water. Hmm? So, but he had a different conception about himself. He said, 
because i am born in water and i am living in water i am the king of water therefore he claimed his sovereignty over the ocean and he also wanted to claim sovereignty over whatever uh, precious things that were produced during the amrit manthan pasta the churning of the ocean so he said it is all mine now i am the owner of all these things who was this this was vrinda's husband jalandhar so uh, now he was he had a special kind of power his power was that as long as his wife vrinda will remain chaste with him nobody can defeat him he had that power okay and who was his wife vrinda the most chaste woman right and because but then as much as vrinda was chaste and that was her piety jalandhar's impiety was to commit sinful activities on the strength of his wife's chastity what is that namnad balad yasya hi papa buddhir Right. committing sinful activities on the basis of something some other piety that one may give and it was not even a direct piety of uh, jalandhar it was a derived piety of his wife but nevertheless being a fool he thought that you know now he can uh, uh, keep on harassing the devi devatas he can keep on enjoying you know, uh, the opulences of the ocean so obviously you know uh, lord vishnu comes in yada yada hi dharmasya paritranaya sadunam vinashaya duskritam lord vishnu appeared and lord vishnu what he did he assumed the form of jalandhar and he went and united with did past time with vrinda hmm? now when vrinda realized that this is not my husband jalandhar she is a chaste woman so she cursed you know, it is mentioned she cursed uh, vishnu saying that you will become a black stone which is the shalagrama stone okay of course again this is a past time arranged by the lord vrinda is a devotee of lord vishnu the greatest devotee among the greatest devotees of lord vishnu so uh, vishnu also uh, 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 in her in his admiration of her chastity and piety vishnu also said that now you will i will take you and transplant you into the tulsi plant so vrinda devi became tulsi devi so and uh, lord said that i promise to marry you every day on this day of every year on this day of kartik so it is mentioned that all devout hindu women worship the tulsi plant with flowers and milk assuming lord krishna to be present in tulsi on this auspicious day of course for devotees we see the presence of lord krishna every day in, you know, in tulsi devi and a marriage ceremony is performed between the tulsi and the saligram shila and the procedure of how this uh, uh, marriage should be performed is mentioned in narada pancharatra it is also said that any uh, human being okay especially in a fatherly mood who looks uh, uh, with tulsi marani as his daughter and offers tulsi to uh, vishnu he says that he gets the pious benefits of doing kanya dana of giving as like the father gives the daughter away to the son in law so similar way he gets the benefit of kanyadan and um, also uh, this marriage of this tulsi vivaha with uh, uh, lord krishna marks the auspicious opening of the annual marriage season of the hindus in india so the marriage season will now start with this so Uh, somebody was asking me then why don't we do this tulsi vivah in uh, iskon okay 
so this is my limited understanding and i'll be guided by you know uh, all the others uh, here prabhupada did not establish tulsi vivaha vivaha in uh, in his contemporary tulsi vivaha is done to, is, is done annually once prabhupada gave a regimen of worshiping tulsi man in daily for all of us more than once a day right so prabhupada established uh, you know uh, uh, tulsi worship uh, probably you know uh, on a much more regular and higher scale than than anyone else has so definitely tulsi marani you know uh, is respected and worshiped every day by us however our sampradaya is not one of union our sampradaya is one of parakya not of swakya in fact if we have to celebrate viva then why not celebrate viva radharani also you know with krishna because that is not the mood of chaitanya mahaprabhu the mood of chaitanya mahaprabhu is vipralambha love in separation so therefore this is my understanding that why you know chila uh, prabhupada you know may not have uh, insisted of course i'll be i'll be guided gopanishad is that uh, is that in line with yeah so moving on from uh, tulsi salagram we we discussed krishna rasa yatra we discussed tulsi salagram viva it is also the auspicious day of one of the greatest acharyas on the planet shila embarkacharya just like a university has got many institutions affiliated with it like a university bombay university may have various colleges affiliated under bombay university right and each and every uh, college or institution will have a pedigree of teachers coming in a disciplic succession if we understand that then we will understand the three things that are important you know in spiritual uh, in dissemination of spiritual knowledge sampradaya which is akin to the university mathas which are akin to the institution and parampara or pedigree or disciplic succession which is akin to the teachers in that institution coming in disciplic succession so at the outset for dissemination of spiritual education there were four uh, uh, great personalities okay divine personalities who took this responsibility on themselves the first one was lakshmi devi who started the sri sampradaya the second was lord shiv who started the rudra sampradaya the third is lord brahma who started the brahma sampradaya and the fourth is the kumaras who started the kumara sampradaya now under uh, the uh, sri sampradaya shripad ramanujacharya is one of the most uh, well known uh, saints under that sampradaya under uh, uh, rudra sampradaya we have vishnu swami and then later vallabhacharya also came under the same sampradaya under the uh, brahma sampradaya madhvacharya was one of the greatest acharyas and after madhva madhvacharya came then lord chaitanya mahaprabhu lord krishna himself advented and created a special branch of madhva sampradaya which is called as brahma madhva gaudiya sampradaya under that sampradaya iskon is one of the mathas or the institutions there are others also chaitanya saraswat math gaudiya math so many are there so iskon prabhupada sila prabhupada discussed established the biggest matha which is iskon similarly if you now go to the ashwini kumaras the most prominent acharya who is coming under the uh, kumara sampradaya is shila nimbarkacharya so shila nimbarkacharya he lived in the 11th and 12th centuries he was born to very pious parents and the philosophy which he propounded was known as dvaita advaita 
सो वी हैव विशिष्ट अद्वैता ऑफ रामानुदाचार्य वी हैव द्वैता ऑफ मध्वाचार्य वी हैव अचिंत्य भेद अभेद ऑफ विच इज चैतन्य महाप्रभु एंड हियर वी हैव द्वैत अद्वैत ऑफ निम्बार्थाचार्य ना इफ यू स्टडी ऑल दिस ऑल ऑफ दम आर वेरी सिमिलर ओके दे जस्ट टॉक अबाउट द सेम थिंग इन डिफरेंट डिफरेंट वेज बट द प्रिंसिपल इज सेम दट द जीवा के नॉट कैन नेवर बिकम भगवान द जीवा विल ऑलवेज रिमेन अ भृत्य एकले ईश्वर कृष्ण आरा सब भृत्य जीवा विल ऑलवेज बी सबॉर्डिनेट मैटर इज ऑलवेज डिफरेंट एंड सबॉर्डिनेट टू स्पिरिट द सोर्स ऑफ मैटर इज ब्रह्मन सो द सेम प्रिंसिपल वेन यू रीड द्वैत अद्वैत यू विल नॉट यू फाइंड इट इज वेरी सिमिलर टू अचिंत वेद वेद सो श्रीपद निंबाकाचार्य लिव मोस्ट ऑफ हिस्स लाइफ इन अ प्लेस कॉल्ड निम्बग्राम विच इज नियर गोवर्धन विच इज वेर ही पर्फॉर्म दिस डिवोशनल लाइफ सो इट इज मेन्शन दैट वंस अ जैन पंडित हैड विजिटेड निंबाकाचार्य एंड ही हैड निंबाकाचार्य इन्वाइटेड हिम टू हैव प्रसाद बट द सन हैड गॉन डाउन एंड इन जैनिज्म दे डोंट ईट आफ्टर सनसेट ओके बट निंबार्कचार्य वॉन्टेड यू टू ऑनर प्रसादम कृष्ण प्रसादम एंड फॉर ऑनरिंग कृष्ण प्रसादम दट इज द हाइएस्ट धर्म दट इज नो अदर धर्म हायर दैन ऑलवेज रिमेम्बरिंग कृष्ण एंड नेवर फॉर गेटिंग कृष्ण सो वेन वेन कृष्ण प्रसादम कम्स देर इज दिट हेज टू बी ऑनर्ड सो बट दिस जैन पंडित वॉज यू नो नियमाग्रह सो ही सेट नो 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 सो देर फॉर एंड डी नो हु ही वॉज डीलिंग विथ सो देर फॉर ओके निंबार्कचार्य सेट ओके यू if the sun has sun has gone down i will bring the sun back so from between a nimba tree he brought the sun back and when the jain uh, devotee saw this he was astounded he said oh my goodness this is this is somebody you know this is not an ordinary person i am dealing with then he uh, considering it is good fortune he honored the prasadam with uh, nimbakacharya so nimba tree and arka means sun so nimba arka acharya that is how his name became nimbarkacharya one who got the sunrise now nimbarkacharya he was worshiping lord shiv lord shiv is worshiped with uh, bilva so there is a place called bilva paksha in rudradweep in navadweep and that is where a group of brahmans were worshiping lord shiv now as they were worshiping lord shiv one personality out of them who is that nimbarkacharya Lord Shiv found his worship to be of a much higher intense devotion than the other. So he so pleased was uh, Lord Shiv that he appeared in front of Nimbarkacharya and told him that I would like you to now go to the next nearby forest which is there. The Ashwini Kumaras are there. four Kumaras are not Ashwini. The four Kumaras are there. Okay. So these four Kumaras, they are great personalities, and I want you to take diksha and shiksha. from them and commence your vishnu bhakti from this point onwards mm-hmm. so having taken this instruction nimbarkacharya goes there he meets the he sees the four kumaras who are highly effulgent so he realizes these are great personalities he surrenders to them and uh, sanat kumar who is the senior most then he he gives him instruction saying that you go and take a bath in the river and come back okay he takes a bath comes back and then he gives him uh, radha krishna naam which is what the nimbarkis chant so he gives them radha krishna naam and gives him the uh, principles of how to worship radha and krishna in bhava marga in bhava bhakti hmm? and then also uh, gives him instruction that your primary scripture of which you will study from now is the uh, sanat kumar samhita hmm? which sanat kumar has himself propounded so that became his primary reference point hmm? or scripture hmm? 
so uh, um, um, taking these instructions nimbarpacharya worshiped radha and krishna uh, nam and so intense was his so sincere was his meditation so uh, that it attracted radha and krishna to appear in front of him so as soon as he you know in very short time he got darshan of radha and krishna together they came in front of him and more importantly in front of him radha and krishna became one and then he was shown the form of lord chaitanya mahaprabhu that this was much before chaitanya mahaprabhu advented and then the lord said i am giving you the secret right now you don't go and tell it to anyone but i want you to go and propound you no know, advaita dvaitvaida but i will come in this form and i will give the path of i will give another dimension of radha krishna bhakti but in your own right you start your sampradaya but this is confidential so keeping that uh, confidential message to himself then he started uh, uh, commencing his duty so and lord more importantly lord uh, krishna told him you know that lord chaitanya told him that you will also appear in my pastimes in kashmir as keshav kashmiri hmm? nimbarkacharya coming as keshav kashmiri hmm? and it and it said that you will come as a great scholar okay and so scholarly you will be that other scholars will flee they will run away even hearing your name keshav kashmiri's name right but roaming around like that you will come to mayapur in navadvip where you will have my darshan and i will defeat you <laughs> and then you will become my devotee like that and then your glories will spread even more as keshav kashmiri so this is the uh, past time of um, uh, shri nimbarkacharya it is said that later you know uh, in this past time even narad muni strengthened narad muni gave his darshan to nimbarkacharya and strengthened his bhakti by initiating him into the sacred 18 syllabled shri gopal mantra and introduced him to the philosophy of yugala upasana the devotional worship of the divine couple shri radha krishna in accordance with the teachings of the four kumaras so narad muni basically reinforced the message of the four kumaras and it is also mentioned that this was the first time that shri radha krishna were worshiped together by anyone on earth other than the gopis of vrindavan so if you see also in vrindavan there is a uh, there is a, uh, there is a very huge presence of the nimbarka sampradaya right uh, even our own uh, sukadev prabhu our vice president of the temple his father is also an initiating spiritual master in the in the in this glorious uh, sampradaya so uh, very glorious sampradaya very dedicated worship and they are also worshipers of radha and krishna the greatest uh, you know and that is what chaitanya mahaprabhu actually borrowed from them chaitanya mahaprabhu said later on when i come i will borrow good things from best things from every sampradaya in my sampradaya so it is said that there are two things that lord chaitanya borrowed the necessity of taking shelter of shrimati radharani shrimati radharani was taken from nimbarka sampradaya and considering the vraja gopis love for lord krishna to be the highest in devotion which these two aspects came from nimbarka sampradaya concluding today's class bhishma panchaka it is said that this is the last 5 days of kartik i know many devotees are doing bhishma panchaka yesterday i saw one uh, devotee he was taking only uh, potatoes you know uh, during lunch time we were discussing krishna katha yesterday at office so this devotee was you know taking uh, potatoes um, so it is said that you know this last this bhishma bhishma dev when he left his body the last 5 days he fasted and bhishma was well known for his pratigya for his vows so it is said that if we take a vow and follow uh, bhishma panchaka then 
we will we can also get the blessings of bhishma dev and get the dhrad nischay for controlling our senses to eat so the uh, the five days of bhishma panchakam is done by fasting now it is said that you know one can fast uh, by taking panchagavya that is the you know, highest level of fasting it is mentioned panchagavya means taking products made of cow dung milk urine yogurt and or all mixed together so one can just have all this for five days if one finds that very difficult then one can take fruits and roots if one finds that also difficult one can take ekadashi prasadam and obviously you know if one finds that also difficult one can take prasadam krishna prasadam but remember lord krishna under any situation it should not be that we eat uh, you know roots and uh, fruits or we take panchagavya and we are cursing our fate you know during these five days better of we eat normal food and discuss krishna katha happily you know just what sometimes you know after the instructions even i found many times anirudra also tells us <laughs> better of you are that is focusing on the lord which is the instruction of prabhupad so it is said that in these uh, five days in day 1 not only devotees fast but in day 1 lord krishna is worshiped with lotus flowers or padma day 2 he is worshiped with bilva uh, day 1 padma at the feet of the lord day 2 bilva at the thighs of the lord day 3 gandha or scents at the perfumes at the navel of the lord day 4 he is worshiped with java flowers to the shoulders of the lord and day 5 malati flowers to the head sirodesha head of the lord so it's a combination of deity worship plus fasting that is how bhishma panchaka is celebrated so it's 9 o'clock i'll stop here and is there any questions or comments What is important to the Bhishma Panchaka fast? The importance, as I mentioned, Bhishma Panchaka fast to the extent that I have understood, and I'll be guided by Goparishwar, Manmohan, Prabhu, and all the others. Uh, is as I said, Bhishma is known for his pratigya, and Bhishma they also fasted during the last five days. Okay, meditating totally. He was waiting for Uttarayan to appear, come, and he wanted to leave his body uh, completely, keeping aside his bodily necessities. and focusing entirely on the beautiful form of lord narayan krishna who was standing in front of him in the battlefield of kurukshetra so uh, it is said that when we fast uh, uh, in during bhishma panchaka we get the same uh, resolute determination that bhishma pita had at the time of quitting our body we will also have the resolute determination to focus on lord krishna unwavering focus on lord krishna so that is my understanding but if there is anything more then i'll request the devotees to add there anything else i go on this okay okay grantraj shrimad bhagavatam ki jai shri prabhupada ki jai jai